0: And jumping into deal machine, you'll be able to go out there, start driving for dollars, start pulling lists, start finding the most motivated sellers in your market. And then you can start marketing to them directly. You can skip trace. You can send them postcards. You can knock on their door. There's a variety of things that we can help you out with using our technology. And then from there, you can actually evaluate the deals, you know, comp it, use our AI assistant to help you out there as well. You really to get the full toolkit to go from you know, having no real estate experience to landing your first deal using technology. So it's tomz.com slash deal machine for that free trial. With it, if you go through that link, you're going to get $30 free in marketing credits that cover a couple hundred free skip traces or 50 free postcards, give you everything that you need to start reaching out to sellers. So um, get out there and happy deal finding.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Tom Zeeb with TractionRealEstateMentors.com. Very happy to be here and excited to have you on the brand new Get Traction podcast. And I started this podcast from demand from you guys. I had a lot of people saying, Tom, I'd like to hear from you more often. Um, a lot of time to kill in the car, a lot of time to kill walking a dog or working out or exercising on the treadmill. And it'd be nice to have even more audio from you. I said, well, let's see what we can do. <laughs> and so I hired uh, one of the top podcast producers uh, in the country. His name is Harry Duran with fullcast.co. And uh, producer Harry, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Tom. Awesome. Welcome. Thanks for putting us all together and helping me out with the, uh, on the tech side and distribution side. It'd be fantastic because I know people are stoked to be getting a lot out of it.
2: So uh, I'm excited to be working with you. Uh, we've known each other for a couple of years now, and I'm a big proponent of podcasts as a way for you to just continue to build your thought leadership and as a way for you to share stories from uh, successful students and clients and, and also to teach a little bit about the stuff that you're an expert at. So I'm really excited that we're going to be working on this together. So I think it would be helpful to, to kick off for the benefit of folks that may know you and folks that may not know you why you think now is a good time for you to put the show together.
1: Absolutely. Real estate investing is something that works well, no matter which direction the market's heading. So whether the market's moving up, whether it's moving down, whether it's going sideways, there's always a spot for real estate investors. Because if you think about it, what we deal with, the basic necessities in life are food, clothing, and shelter. We're dealing with shelter. So we're dealing with one of the basic necessities of life. People need it. And the particular technique that I love to focus on is called wholesaling. I refer to it as rapid cash generation because that's what it does, it generates cash rapidly, but it's wholesaling is a common term for it. It's um, marketing to find a great deal, negotiating it into, into a fantastic deal, getting them to say yes, putting it under contract, and then simply assigning the contract, so giving the deal to another investor. Someone who then rehabs it and turns it around, or someone that buy and holds it and they're the landlord. So I make money simply from finding the deal, negotiating the deal, and then handing it off to another investor. For all different walks of real estate, it's a great time to be a real estate investor. And that's why I want to start this podcast and get people excited about real estate investing now.
2: What is it about now that makes it a great time for real estate investing?
1: Well, most people, I think, are recognizing that there's ups and downs in the economy. Now, I, I see a rosy future coming in the years ahead. But of course, a lot of times at the moment as well, people go, oh, stock market's topsy-turvy or their job security's topsy-turvy. That's always been the case. One of the things I specialize, I specialize in training people, maybe retiring out of their first career or maybe are tired (laughs) and burned out of their first career. They've worked enough to realize that there's more for them and they wanna be on their own or they've worked enough to, how do I put this, uh, get kicked in the teeth enough that they don't want that anymore. They wanna be on their own, they wanna be independent, they wanna be entrepreneurs. They see real estate as a way forward, but maybe how to be a real estate entrepreneur doesn't make a lot of sense at the beginning because you, you come into it as this massive, massive topic and where do you fit in and how can you carve your teeth and you know, do you rehab houses, do you wholesale houses, do you buy and hold as a landlord, do you do commercial, do you do storage units? There's so many different options. And so what I like to help people with is getting clear and getting focused on what fits you best. Because all of those are very legitimate options. And most people, there's a home for you in real estate investing. Now let's figure out which exact home that is, what's going to fit you best, what's going to fit you like a glove. That way you're doing what you want to be doing for where you're at, where's your family at, where are you heading, and what do you want to get out of life? Because there's a lot more to life than just having the nine to five job.
2: So there's folks that will be familiar with you that are listening to the podcast and are fans of you and that have worked with you before. But, you know, ideally, uh, we do this right and we grow the audience and there's going to be people that are going to find you for the first time. So one of the questions people might be asking is, who are you and why are you qualified to host this podcast?
1: Yeah, That's a fair question. So uh, my name is Tom Zeeb. I started in real estate investing in 2001 when I was broke as a joke. I don't know if I've ever shared this before. It's uh, how I got started was, you know, I I had a job, full-time job. I didn't totally love it. I didn't totally hate it. I was frustrated by it though, because I was stuck in between. I was always, um, there was always more month than money. No matter how hard I worked or how little I worked or no no matter how great my ideas were, how awful my ideas were, I wound up, you know, with the same amount of money and that frustrated me. And so, what wound up happening was I had saved up my whopping two weeks of vacation. I was going to burn it all at once. And I went on a big adventure trip with a couple of buddies to India. And India was a fantastic place. I mean, I felt like, wow, this is, this is everything I dreamed about growing up because I'm basically an overgrown Indiana Jones. And, uh, and I never grew out of that. And so being able to go to an exciting country like India was fantastic. And one of the first things we did was go whitewater rafting. So in whitewater rafting, which I had never done before, uh, on the Ganges River, which is a, a holy river uh, in India, uh, we're going to go through a, a class five rapid. They grade rapids, you know, I think, you know, one to, or zero to six. Six is impassable. Five is you probably shouldn't. <laughs> and, of course, there was one class five rapid on this river. And so the captain says, uh, okay, get ready. This is the big one. You know, we're, we're going to go through this. It's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be huge, but we'll be fine. Well, we're going through the rapid. And uh, man, we hit a real twist turn. I get tossed across the boat and then the, the waves hit the other direction and I go flying off the boat. I can't stay on. I just, I, I remember trying to grab at the, the the rope around the edge of the boat, trying to grab at the other people in the boat nothing. And suddenly, whoosh, whoo, I'm under <laughs> and uh, starting to drown. Wow. And I'm being pulled down and I'm tumbling and I'm turning and I don't know which way is up and which way's down. And I'm bumping in the rocks and I'm thinking, Oh man, what if, what if this is it? I mean, I'm wearing a life vest and I know I'm positively buoyant, I should come to the surface, but what if I smash my face into a rock or what if I get stuck or pinned against a rock? I mean, water, the force of water is nothing to screw around with. It wasn't like I had a great chance to catch my breath and I uh, really needed to breathe. And at a certain point I'm going, I really need to breathe, I really need to breathe. Oh wow, I really need to breathe. And then suddenly, boom, I shot through the surface of the water which was a great relief because a few moments ago, I thought I was gonna die. I thought, you know, there has to have been more to life by this. What have I done to sit at the desk, work for somebody else and be frustrated? There has to be more and I, I came above the water and the weirdest thing was, I still couldn't breathe because <laughs> I had an esophagus full of water that needed to kind of uh, either go down or come back up and it was, uh, it was a very strange feeling. I, once, once, I, once I processed out, I thought, huh, and I turned around, and uh, this, a rescue kayak came over to get me to tow me back to the to main raft. And we're all out of the rapid now. I'm floating on top of the river. I see the raft downriver, and there's all my buddies on the, on the raft laughing hysterically at me, <laughs> going, <laughs> look at Tom, what, a, what an idiot. He went overboard. Oh, wow. To them, it was an utter and complete spectacle what had happened to me.
2: And you were the only one this happened to?
1: Yes, I was the only one that fell off. <laughs> I've never lived it down to this day. And that story comes up all the time. Anytime you have a drink with a friend, it came up at my wedding, it comes up absolutely everywhere. Uh, people made fun of me. Because it was, it, it must have been hilarious to watch and think about from the outside. But for me though, it was life-changing. I had a near-death experience and I felt the completely reborn in the river. Because I came up, and I said, all right, I just want to live now. And I want to live large. I want to live well. And I don't want to be trapped. And it was very hard then when I got back home, realized I had no more vacation time for a year, I felt like I was drowning. When I didn't have enough money to pay that month's bills again, I felt like I was drowning. I realized I had racked up, I don't know, over $113,000 worth of debt, and I felt like I was drowning. I mean, how do you pay that off? Yeah. What, what do you do? So here I was having this near-death experience, feeling completely reborn out of the river, wanting to do something big, do something meaningful, make a lot of things happen, and then being smacked down everywhere I turned. That was really difficult and problematic, particularly when you go, how am I gonna pay this off? How does one get out of 113 grand in debt? What are they gonna do, give me $113,000 raise? That's not gonna happen. I mean, tell me something legitimate without a gun or white powder (laughs) that would allow me to pay off that. I went, oh, what am I gonna do? And then an interesting thing happened. A friend of mine handed me a book and to be a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Great book. Which I know a lot of people have read. Probably a lot of people are shaking their head right now saying, yeah, I've, I've read that. Well, I read it and man, it went boom. I felt like I was underwater again. But the good part of being underwater, the, the, the reborn part, I went, this is speaking to me. This is exactly what I need. This is what's been wrong. Oh, I get it now. Except here's the problem. How much rubber meets the road? How-to knowledge is there? in a Robert Kiyosaki Rich Dad book. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah. So here I was thinking, okay, this is what I need to do. All he says is invest in real estate and basically buy rental properties. So I was armed with nothing but this book. I knew nothing about real estate. I just knew I had to do something different. I wanted to get out. So I went out and bought a six unit building, partnered up with my sister because I'd handed her the book as well and boom, hit her the same way. And the, the two of us, uh, foolishly, went and bought a six unit building in Brooklyn, New York.
2: As your first investment.
1: As our first investment, yeah. And it just made uh, no sense. (laughs) And we wound up with um, six very professional tenants who weren't paying a dime and didn't (laughs) pay us a dime. And now we had this massive mortgage with a bank and we had all this added responsibility and we didn't have any income to cover it. And I took what was supposed to help me get out of trouble, now made my trouble exponentially worse. Then I got very lucky. I didn't take no for an answer. During this time I had realized there were these wonderful groups called Real Estate Investor Associations. And I had found my local one, uh, which is now the group that I'm the president of, because years later I was asked to take it over when the, when the fellows that were running it were, were looking to retire. Um, that, that's more than 10 years ago now, uh, when, when I took over. And so again, this is going back to 17, 18 years ago. I found this group and wow, there's all these people that feel the same way as I do. There's all these people that have changed their life and are out there on their own, now successful in real estate from what they've learned here. And so even though I had this problem with the six unit, I didn't give up on the concept yet. I realized I had taken a wrong turn again, (laughs) but I I wanted to fix that. And this time I was convinced the way forward would be to buy a rundown, dilapidated property and fix it up. And then I would make big money and it'd be fantastic. The problem is, I'm not any good with a hammer and nails. I'm not a carpenter, I'm not a plumber, I'm not an electrician, I can't do drywall. I'm no good at that stuff. And I don't particularly like managing contractors either. So I was setting myself up for another big fall. But I had found this great property, put it under contract and was intending to rehab it. And then basically by accident, I, I mentioned that I had this deal at the at my my local RIA meeting. And a guy came up to me at a break and said, hey, I I want that property. Hmm. Well, no, you don't understand, I'm not done with it yet. I'm gonna rehab it and make big money. You don't understand. He said, yeah, whatever kid. (laughs) He goes, no, 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 sell it to me, just assign the contract to me and I'll take it off your hands and I'll pay you. And I said, what? He said, just assign it to me, I pay you and you move on. And I went, you can do that legally, really? He said, "Yeah, it's not rocket science. I'll walk you through it," and he did. Yeah, and I walked away with twenty-two thousand eight hundred nineteen dollars and sixty-six cents, and it was a huge amount of money.
2: I like how you actually remember the actual dollar
1: amount. Actually, remember my first check amount? Yeah, it was fantastic. I went, "Holy cow, this is this is terrific!" Because when you're broke as a joke and you, I mean, you're struggling, and then you've and then you've made things worse with a six-unit building to make almost twenty-three thousand dollars from simply selling a contract. I never actually bought the property. I sold my position in the deal to him. I went, wow, what if I could do this again and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and And that's exactly what I did. Five and a half months later, I had all my debt paid off, no gun, no white powder, simply flipping contracts, not even really flipping the houses, flipping the contracts, because I realized, hey, I'm good at marketing, I'm good at negotiation, and I understand this process and that got me out of trouble.
2: It's an amazing story and it's very inspirational and I think listeners can relate to it because a lot of times they just see the success that you've had but they don't understand where you came from and all all the things you had to learn along the way because I imagine not only was the the Robert Kiyosaki book was the first step but there were probably a lot of people who were instrumental in helping you learn this uh, and people who were eventually your mentors. So I think can you talk a little bit about the knowledge you acquired and and where you went to help you understand this somewhat complicated market for those that are new and, and not familiar
1: with the, all the ins and outs of it. Yeah. I started paying real close attention to what everybody else at my real estate investors association was doing and specifically, what did they want to buy? Because I realized if I'm going to be a wholesaler and these are my buyers, then I ought to, you know, sell to the buyers what it is they want to buy. And I noticed that, wait a minute, a really nice looking new house that doesn't need any work. Nobody wants that. No investors want that and, and buyers do, but that's not who I'm selling to. The, the guys that I really seem to connect with were the ones who wanted a rundown, dilapidated piece of junk. And they wanted to go in there with their crew turn it around, make it bright, shiny, and fantastic, and then resell it for a high price. So I started focusing my marketing on neighborhoods and areas with rundown, dilapidated properties where people needed to sell even more than they wanted to sell. And the key there was always making sure there was a, a human problem. They inherited it from a death in the family, or there's a divorce, or they lost their job, or they were moving into town and moving out of town. or There's all these different things that can occur that people need to sell their property mm-hmm. and what what they want is a quick sell price is not the number one issue in the negotiation and so that you can put together these great deals and I started just focusing on those and then selling them to at what's now Traction ria the the REIA Traction Real Estate Investors Association I found all my buyers there and just kept selling to them and they were thrilled and I was thrilled
2: so when you think about who you've been working with and your inspiration for starting the show who do you think the show is for?
1: This show is for real estate investors of all levels who want to ratchet up their game. They want to be doing, they either want to get started and start doing deals or they want to be able to do more deals. The getting starting side is obvious. You know, if you haven't done it before and you're looking to change your life and, and you're looking to quit your job, be on your own, be a real estate entrepreneur, you have to understand how. And I want to encourage those folks to build their business right from the start, build it correctly, from the start. And that ties into the people that are existing investors. What I have found over the years coaching people and and being president of the Real Estate Investors Association is that a lot of people have built their business the wrong way. So what I want to say to the intermediate and advanced listeners is that if you've screwed up somewhere along the way and you don't have the freedom that you want to have out of your business. What I want you to get out of this podcast is how would we go back and retool what we've done. So if you're just starting off, let's build it right from the beginning. If you've kind of you're up ahead, you're an intermediate or an advanced, but you don't have the lifestyle and the freedom that you thought you were going to have, let's go back and re-engineer what you've done because we can make that happen.
2: And is it safe to say that even if you've been doing this for a while, there's always something to be learned from going over the basics?
1: Oh, Always. You know, it, Harry, it's funny you mention that because there is a specific theme I've had at my last couple of boot camps, the Rapid Cash Generated Boot Camp that I do to, to train people how to get going in the business and, and get better. And it's been a back to basics theme. So many times everyone wants to go down some crazy street, crazy angle. They just, they think it, you have to have something New and bright and shiny and crazy, but what really matters is getting back to the basics. So let's master marketing, let's master negotiation, let's master contracts, and your business will thrive from that. So don't get distracted by, oh, I heard this new zany technique or someone's got a fancy name for something. Just remember back to basics.
2: So the approach that we've talked about as opposed to making this a podcast that just runs in perpetuity, we thought it made more sense to tackle this as an eight part series. Yes. And I'm wondering if you can give a rough outline. You know, we don't have uh, every specific episode like outlined in stone right now, but I think it'd be helpful for the listener to think about, you know, what's coming up and how we're, we're going to release the episodes and, and the type of content we're going to be sharing. So, you know, if you think about how you take people through this journey with your clients right now, we can mimic some of that through the podcast. And so I'm wondering if you have some ideas about how th- that might look through this 8 part series.
1: Absolutely. Yes, the eight-part se- uh, series basically for season one. I mean, let's start with one season and then we'll, we'll take it from there. But what I want to do is so some of the episodes I'm going to have guests on. I'm going to have some of my successful students that I've trained through the Rapid Cash Generator Bootcamp so that listeners can understand how somebody that's just like them have, have started with nothing from nowhere and has achieved massive success. How did they get there? And let's hear their stories and go through that. That'll be some of the episodes. Uh, some of the episodes. I want to talk to people directly about the real keys to the real estate puzzle. So let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about negotiation skills. Negotiation is a great, fun topic that actually will apply to all walks of life. So if you get better at negotiation in real estate, you're going to want to be a better negotiator in all of life and everything gets better. I want to talk legal contracts. I want to talk mindset. I want to get through the, you know, the, the, what the process is, how it happens, some wholesaling specifics. We'll have other topics that come up along the way as well.
2: So the format we've decided on is a weekly release schedule. And for season one, we'll have eight episodes. And what's the domain we've selected for the podcast?
1: So simply go to get dot com. And we're going to have everything there.
2: Yeah. All the show notes. Uh, we'll, we'll be creating a summary, which will include uh, some timestamps. We'll pull out some tweetable quotes and any links mentioned in the show. We're going to have those as well. And then you'll be able to subscribe to the show, and there'll be easy ways for listeners to share the episodes uh, with uh, their friends and family, which is something we're definitely going to encourage them to do. So I'm excited about working with you. Uh, I think we've got a, a great backstory already to get people excited about the show. And so uh, I invite listeners to subscribe. If you're listening to this, then this, this is actually on Apple Podcasts already, and you'll be able to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and eventually at other destinations like Spotify. Um, So just head on over to gettractionpodcast.com and we'll continuously update with the latest links for you to stay engaged with the show and the content. Any parting words or uh, things you want to get people excited about as we start recording these episodes?
1: I'm excited to be sharing a lot of content. I think people that know me, if you've ever been in any of my training classes, I hold nothing back it's very content heavy. There's a a, a lot to learn each time. So I don't like fluff. I want to avoid all fluff and get really right down to, you know, some real hardcore information. So that's what we're going to do. I'm looking forward to rolling out all the episodes and uh, go ahead and get tractionpodcast.com and get signed up and subscribe.
2: Sounds good.